Hi and welcome back to Galvanize. This week I am joined by the amazing Phoebe Inglis Holmes. She is a broadcaster on BBC Introducing, which you can find on BBC Radio Scotland, a DJ and an all-round inspirational person. You guys will love this one. Hiya Phoebe, how are you? I am fantastic, how are you? I am doing so well. I'm so glad to finally speak to you. It's been a a long time coming. (laughs) Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. Your podcast is fantastic. So I feel a little bit honored to be here. Thank you. Well, that is an honor coming from a radio (laughs) presenter. And I'm so glad you love it. And again, we're just really grateful to have amazing guests like yourself on. Thank you. (laughs) That's very kind. So what have you been up to? Recently, I have been working away at the radio and hoping and planning for gigs to come back. And I ran away to London recently to go and play in a pub, which was fantastic because apparently that's the only way to go and do it now is to cross the border. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. But basically just hanging around at the radio and waiting for more life to open up, I guess. Patiently. No, I love that. I thought you were going to say your way for the football there. Because no. that's all I've been recently. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Although you might have seen me on a football TV show recently, that is not my usual bag. So I was <laughs> definitely not there for the football. <laughs> oh, well, to be honest, gigs sound amazing. And I am sure everyone there loved it. I'm so jealous, actually. I kind of wish you were doing them here, but I guess we have to wait a wee bit more. Well, don't get me started on that rant. That's a whole other podcast's worth of Well, I mean, this rant could maybe fit quite nicely in our conversation, so we'll hold that <laughs> So, Phoebe, I love your whole story. I just think you are very well-rounded and just an, an all-round interesting character. So, to get started, I'd love to know how you first became interested in music. In music in general, Ooh, that came that down to the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> so music in general was a constant in my life because my yeah. mum is obsessed with music. So I, my, some of my earliest memories are coming home being so annoyed at my mum because she was listening to her favourite song of that moment for the 10 million <laughs> Like on repeat. She sounds yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah, and I've got really bad into that habit as well. I find a song that I love and I will just play it and play it and play it until I can never listen to it again. And so I got that from her. And I remember listening to so many tunes and being like, this is amazing, but please stop now. So her musical obsessions kind of rubbed off on me. But interestingly, and without trying to sound too cheesy, it was always music and radio together from the start because we don't really do TV that much in my mum's house. It's all radio. So from the minute that you get up in the morning, the radio is on, you listen to the news and the travel and all of that, right the way until you go to bed, then that that was just what was normal for me. And so when I eventually got into radio in my teens, I think that's why I took to it so quickly because I was just so used to hearing it constantly that it came second nature for me. Yeah, so rather than it just being about the music, I guess, it was the commentary that accompanied it and the opinions and that little voice that was a companion, I guess, throughout your day. Exactly. Well, so when I was seven, my mum, at my request for my birthday, got me one of the little Fisher-Price karaoke machines. 
Um, so you could play tunes on it and record them on a cassette, but it came with a microphone as well. So I would play tunes on the radio on this karaoke machine, record them to the cassette. And then when the song stopped, I'd turn the radio off and get on the mic myself and be like, that was Ricky Martin with Living La Vida Loca. <laughs> and then carry on so it was that was really apparently what I wanted to do from being really small so basically you're saying you're a self-taught DJ on Fisher Price obviously (laughs) that better be on your young because that's unique (laughs) and so I guess presenting on radio although it was something that was fun and you toyed with as a kid as you journeyed throughout your primary years and high school was that always a constant at the back of your mind you were never tempted to go down the corporate route or anything like that well I would love to say that that was the case but basically I'm from a really 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 small town you know Mm -hmm. there's like 500 sheep and five people so there was nothing (laughs) nothing to do So although I always loved music, I was always that kid that was walking around with their headphones on at any time of day, break times at school or stomping around the town on a Saturday. That was always me. But the concept of being a radio presenter seemed that that was not even a possibility. You know, even though I was listening to the radio all the time, people from where I'm from don't go and do cool stuff like that, you know, so that wasn't ever something that I was thinking of until some friends who went to a different school from me when we were about 15 they also agreed there's nothing to do around here so they set up an online radio station and they asked me to come and be a presenter because they liked my music taste which at that point was just heavy metal rock oh, wow. and, and all of the you know I was a full goth all the arm warmers and the pink tutus uh-huh. and the converse and all of this so that was what I was playing then and they asked me to come and spin some of that on the radio and as I say it was what 15 16 as soon as I started I was like oh music and talking these are the things that I excel at and so from that moment everything was based around going to university to do something rooted in radio but I also knew even then that the chances of getting into a radio presenting job are minimal and particularly if you're from Scotland unfortunately so I decided to give me the best opportunity that I could I would study journalism Mm -hmm. at Glasgow Caledonian University because that way you would be trained in writing obviously and then also for television and for radio and for me writing is something that has always come very very naturally to me I'm not good with numbers at all but I'm very good with words so it seemed like the perfect backup plan for me I can train in the radio in the way that I want to and if it doesn't work out I've got my journalism to fall back on so that's what I went and did and so when I went to university when I was 17 moved from the little town that I'm from up to Glasgow uh, I started immediately on the student radio station there and so halfway through no just at the beginning of my second year I'd obviously been doing the show for a year by this point uh, I got a message from a present a producer from Radio One who at the time was working in BBC Scotland and she said hi I've been listening to your radio show which by this point was all new music, like every genre of new music, as long as it was a new artist. And she said, hi, I've been listening to your show and it's fantastic. Do you want to come and do some uh, deputying? So deputing for Ali McRae, who at the time was presenting 
the Radio 1 BBC introducing show. So by this point, I'm like 19 and my head is being absolutely blown with the I fact that- I can imagine, oh my God, what exciting. Yeah, somebody from Radio 1 is just like, oh, hey, I listened to your show. Do you want to come in, you know? So I was absolutely- amazed and also terrified and I took it far too seriously I rocked up to the BBC in like a full suit and this lovely producer was like she was so wonderful to me and I still call her my fairy godmother because she changed my life so much but I walked in like proper prim and proper in this suit and I could see her mind going oh I don't know about this one but it worked out very well oh what a great first impression though and what an amazing opportunity because you hear about these these opportunities coming by very rarely and it's usually because people are clawing every single door just to break in but with you someone stumbled upon you and I don't know if you're a believer in fate but it kind of sounds like it Oh, it felt like fate to me because all of the things that have gone on since then have all led from that one moment. From that moment. And it was it was so incredible, you know. For, so that meant from the age of 19, I was going into the BBC Scotland studios and being shown how to use all the professional desks and everything like that, which I already had a really good grasp of, to be yeah. honest, doing stuff with, you know, from being a teenager, but still it was incredible. Mm. So once I was confident with that and with a lot of my speech, it meant that I could be... And the Ali McRae, who was the presenter of BBC Introducing at the time, I could be his understudy if he was off sick or things like this. And that was at the time where the BBC Introducing shows were not split into local council areas or, you know, BBC Scotland, BBC Wales, BBC Cumbria. It was the BBC Introducing show was only on Radio 1 at that point. So it was even more of an honour to be able to go and kind of represent the the whole country at that point. And so... From then, it kind of seemed like Radio 1 or BBC Scotland were looking for me to work as a presenter. There was loads of demos back and forth and opportunities. And basically what happened was I was kind of put on hold for a couple of years Mm -hmm. to be like this, you know, you might step into something. And then as that happened, they took the Radio 1 BBC introducing show and gave it to Hugh Stevens, an amazing Welsh presenter. And then they split the local shows up and you know made it to the structure that it is now, which was great for music, but for me made me be like, oh, hang on a second. What's, you know, I'm not Ali's understudy anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm gonna get a show, what's gonna happen to me? Ah, and so at that point, I kind of felt frustrated and let mm. down because, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping it all up into a neat little story, but we're talking, I. You know, I got involved with the BBC when I was 19. And by this point, I'm 21, pushing 22, wondering what's going to happen. I've just graduated uni. Am I going to get a job in the BBC? What's going to go on? So because of that, I'd been kind of trying to work up in the background other things that I could do. And I'd been working at an amazing PR company whilst I'd been at university. Um, And I stayed with them for a little bit. And then I decided to go and work at a marketing company because it didn't look like the BBC was really going anywhere. And to be honest, I was really, really sad because I, in my misguided, in my misguided thoughts, I really thought that, okay, that was my one chance and I've not shone enough. They've not given me a show. I don't know if I'm good enough, blah, blah, blah. And I gave up on it, to be completely honest. I thought this is never going to happen for me. And I remember calling up 
uh, Leanne Harrison, who's the Radio 1 producer that originally spotted me, my fairy godmother. And I called her up and I was like, oh, what's happening to me? What am I going to do with myself? And she said, right, you need to go and integrate yourself even further than you already have into the musical community. Because if you can show that you can DJ and you can put on gigs and you can this and you can that, then they will take even more notice of you. And at the time I was really like, mm, you know I don't know if I'm going to be able to do yeah. that kind of thing and then I thought okay no this is something that I need to focus on so I started putting on gigs and club nights and getting involved in things like that I'd already been doing a lot of like artist liaison work at festivals and using my journalism side to get press passes to things and mm -hmm. go and interview people but I thought no okay I need to give it a go doing my own side of this and as I started to get into that lots of my friends were saying Phoebe, why haven't you started DJing yet? Why, why hasn't this happened? And I was really nervous about it. And I have no idea why, because I know that I've got good music taste. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had so many great opportunities. Yeah. So I was going, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then my mom got me for Christmas my first set of decks in like 2017 oh, wow. or whatever. Uh -huh. And that was, that was incredible over this little DJ controller. And even when she'd done that, which was so encouraging, I let it sit there for like two months because I thought, oh God, I'm just, what oh, if I mess it up? And all of... begin the task, right? And Exactly, uh, exactly. For starting that whole journey because I can imagine going through something pouring your heart and soul to a passion project which was your initial radio career and then it's lovely to talk about these things in hindsight but I think we need to emphasize that at that moment you felt like well that was it that that was gone and yeah for them absolutely and then do this the other thing to consider oh thank you the other <laughs> The other thing to consider at that time as well is that because I hadn't, you know, gone anywhere with the BBC, then I was trying my best, my absolute best to do things with other radio stations. So I worked with Amazing Radio, who are based in Newcastle for a while, which is an entire radio station dedicated to new music. So not just our show on the radio station, the whole radio station. So that was really up my street, as you can probably tell. Um, and then I worked for Capital Radio for a while as well. And I've listened to your episode with Katie from Capital. And she's fantastic and I'd also like to echo so many of the people that have given her amazing opportunities James Maguire in particular a producer at Capital he gave me so many opportunities when I was interning there and working there he really helped develop me and I was really lucky to get those chances but the thing that was that was difficult for me was because by this point I'd been growing up listening to the BBC forever and I'd already done some work for them. Yeah. So Capital was great and I really appreciated it, but I am all about the music and yeah. Capital doesn't get to play all of the music that I would want to. And oh. so my sights were firmly set on the BBC and I essentially turned down some really great opportunities at Capital because I was like, I'm determined for the BBC. And then, as we just found out, it didn't happen. So, you know, I'm sitting here without a radio show and having turned down really good opportunities. And then I'm working in a nine to five. And, you know, the fact that I was so overwhelmed about starting DJing was probably because of all of that, because I was yeah. thinking, well, I've, I've been rejected and I've turned down good opportunities. I don't know if I can put myself through all that again. And basically, once my friends had smacked it into me to get over myself. Yeah. Oh, what great friends, though, to really believe in you like that. I, yeah. I really admire that. You know, I think it it takes courage to go do something, but I, I think it takes even more courage to turn down something that's not right for you. Because too many times, how many people, and I'm sure 
people that you admire in your life, like parents or relatives or older, just older, wiser people that have said, don't get stuck in a rut. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to find your comfort, whether that's a salary or, you know, some a skill that you don't need to push yourself. It's so easy to do that. So to have the courage to say, that's not quite right for me, even though it's really tempting. I mean, it speaks volumes as to why you are where you are now, because you have that vision. But wow, that is incredible and I think advice we could all take (laughs) thank you thank you so much so yeah after that point then I started I was working in a a marketing firm and I worked there after I graduated so I was there until what late 2017 and my mum had uh, my mum had got me these decks the Christmas before as I'd said and I'd started DJing and then Uh, My mum got really ill and I had a big disaster with my house. Basically, my landlord decided to try and boot me out after I'd been living there for a really long time as my mum was in the hospital with cancer. And then my boyfriend of like five years and I broke up and this all happened in the same month. So I was in a I was in a dark place and uh, the work there was work the place that I was working at weren't particularly good at handling the fact that I'm the only child in my family with no other parents or siblings it's just me and my mum so when she was ill I, it was all me that you know it was a lot of responsibility and thankfully she's fine now but once she'd finally come out of hospital after many months it really hit me of life is short I know it's a cliche but life is short I need to make the most of this going into this job every day I am bored of it and by this point I'd started to have a good amount of DJ bookings not loads by a long shot maybe like one or two a month if I was lucky but it made me think well if that's the amount of gigs I'm getting whilst I'm putting basically no energy into this then what could I get if I did put energy in so I quit my job just after my mum got better and I had no backup plan whatsoever (laughs) I was just I think I was just a bit done with everything and thought now is the time so I quit my job yeah Yeah, exactly and it all worked out great because I ended up traveling all over the world doing DJing and everything the only thing that stopped it I I fully believe I would be on some beautifully hot island right now at a festival if it wasn't for corona but that was (laughs) That was the thing that stopped it. It was wow. It was so the you pandemic. were pursuing the DJ and solely up until twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty. So exactly that. There was there. I I had still had a lot of radio shows on mm-hmm. like community stations, sub city, and a couple of things like this. So I was still keeping up the radio side of it, but I'd not done anything professional since I was in my early twenties by this point. And then yeah. 2020 came then came the pandemic and my world was turned upside down because I didn't have gigs or anything to run anymore no club nights to put on nowhere to travel to nothing to do and then by total fate lucky stars the world looking out for me that was the moment where eight years after I'd originally been in contact with the BBC they were like oh hey we're gonna do BBC (laughs) introducing in Scotland (laughs) amazing oh my god you're not lucky because you've earned it but are we even lucky that's no I am with the with the timing with the timing I am unbelievably lucky because that 
could not have saved me more and I make no bones about it you know that was from March and it, the pandemic hit in March and the show started in October and between those times I, I did nothing and had no way of making money I also work in a, a record shop but understandably a we couldn't really open and yeah. b the record label wasn't making too much money because people weren't making money themselves to go and buy records so yeah the only means of income that I'd had in that time was you know not really viable and so when the show came it was not only oh my goodness you're saving my bacon but also going to a destination on a Friday night to play music and talk to people <laughs> that I don't see all the time yeah absolutely no-brainer <laughs> yeah it just it felt like the world's biggest relief that I could go and you know play tunes and have a silly chat with people again even if it was one night a week it was incredible the timing so I'm so grateful of course to the people at BBC Scotland for choosing now to be the time to do that because it could not have been better oh I'm so pleased for you what a lovely full circle <laughs> it really doesn't get much more neat than that I guess like from starting I know it's very wholesome I know it's it's so satisfying even as a listener to hear your journey and the fact that you're back and now you're hosting a show so how's it been going so far it's been going incredibly absolutely incredibly you know I'm really lucky that I've been aware because I did all that stuff with BBC introducing when I was younger mm -hmm. I'm really lucky that I've been aware for a while of how incredible and vast the amount of musical talent is in Scotland it's it's so underappreciated it's unbelievable yeah but to be able to get to push all of it in the way that I do now yeah. is so so excellent and having become you know a heavy record collector and obviously really into my music and everything I'm really used to digging for music because mm -hmm. I like weird genres you know it, it often takes me a good few hours to find something that I want or that I'm looking for so to be able to go into the BBC introducing uploader and within a few clicks just at your fingertips no effort required you've got all of the best new music in Scotland just waiting to be listened to that's great as well because I just get to go okay play and yeah you're <laughs> loving your dream <laughs> I, I really am it's insane <laughs> it's so lovely to hear and we definitely if I'm not biased we have had a few of these amazing artists on the show do you have a favourite band right now or singer, songwriter in Scotland that you think we should all watch out for? I, I would love to, but I also really don't want to give precedence to anybody That's in totally particular. Fair. Yeah. But I will say that I'm not sure when this is going to be put out, but on the 25th of June, uh -huh. which is a Friday, we have an incredible guest coming in for a live session. Okay. So make sure you listen to that back on BBC Sounds if you don't get to catch it live, because this person, woo, baby, they oh are great. Oh and I would gosh, I'm so excited. I would love conquer the world because I really really genuinely think that they can they so, can yeah oh my gosh so when you're talking about these acts who we're keeping anonymous for now are you the one who reaches out to them initially do you start the communications or how, how does that process work 
So with BBC Introducing, the way that everything is chosen to be played on the show is it comes through the BBC Introducing Uploader. So basically, this is a platform for people to upload their music and write a little biography about themselves, who they are, what they do. Most preferable for us when we're going through the music is, you know, have you played at any festivals? Have you released an EP? These kind of big, important information, the headlines. So people can make a profile, put their tunes on there. And then me and my co-presenter, Shireen, go through every submission that comes into the inbox every week and choose our favorite ones to put on the show. And I've made that process sound a little bit lengthy, but I promise, I promise it isn't it's so simple to make an account and put your music on there you just need to go to bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing and any genre is open any age any gender whatever you are whatever music you make we would love love to hear it yeah and I do believe that's genuine you want to hear what's going on you want to hear what's out there no matter how shy you feel about it if you've put effort into making a record absolutely it should be heard and who better in Scotland <laughs> to show that <laughs> off or listen or give you the seal of approval than yourself oh thank you that's very kind of you but it's it's so true you know the amount of people that I speak to or used to speak to when we were able to talk to one another in person who would be like oh you know I would love to get my tunes played on there but I'm a little bit nervous to message somebody or you know speak to someone and I'm like no, you must, you yeah. must, yeah. even if, even if the only thing that you learn from it is, okay, that made me feel a little bit embarrassed, or it made me feel a little bit shy, or it made me feel uncomfortable. Those are the things that you need to feel because yeah. that's the things that are making you grow. And, and that's when you're most vulnerable. And when you're most vulnerable, that's when the magic happens. So the feeling of embarrassment or, oh my God, I can't believe I just sent that email or text message that's when the magic happens it really does and I can speak from that experience too the most terrifying exactly. in life are when the good stuff happens totally and it's it's understandably really difficult for people to get into that mindset because as you say you're putting yourself in such a vulnerable position but that is what you need to do you need to do the yeah. work to get the work back and it, trust me it does take a while even if you write the draft and you want to keep it in your draft folder for a day or two go back and revisit <laughs> it I promise each time you do it, it'll seem less scary but oh, what is the world without people putting themselves out there you know what I mean like completely. it really comes down to that completely so what is next for you Phoebe are you hoping to do more live stuff I, I know you are and I know it's really difficult to say but can you tell us some things you've got planned so hopefully I'm going to be able to be playing in London and a couple of other dates in England over the next couple of months. Some of these events apparently are not going to be seated uh, as far as everything is going, but we are looking ahead to the end of August, beginning of September before these events are coming in. So I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed for anything that's happening in Scotland between now and then. I'll be performing at the virtual Kelburn Garden Party Festival. Mm -hmm. uh, my DJ name is Vixen Sounds and I'll have an MC with me, Tom Spirals. Um, and then if doing the Rabbit Hole Festival, which is in Stirlingshire, if that manages to go ahead, then I'll be performing at that as well with my whole club night, our big gang of DJs and MCs. We'll be playing some heavy bass music. We're called Walk and Skank and we'll be headlining the dance tent or the, the main tent 
on the Saturday night from midnight until 3 a.m. So if that goes ahead, then we'll be making you sweat yes. that day. <laughs> you sound like you're going to be so busy. I don't know how you transition from a chill lockdown period to all of that. You are going to need your sleep, girl. <laughs> yes, I am. I can't stay up till past 10 o'clock these days. I don't know how I used to do all the mad stuff. I'm going to need to get myself in training. Yeah adjust your sleep pattern oh my god I am the exact same the idea of waking up before eight o'clock most days is a killer and it really stresses no. me out so I'm the yeah. opposite I need to get up earlier and <laughs> not go to bed as late <laughs> <laughs> no I really do have all my fingers crossed and it sounds like you have so many exciting projects I'm sure a lot of our listeners including myself want to come see so if we do how do we keep up to date with that is everything on your Instagram so you can find my personal Instagram, which is for music of all genres, mm -hmm. me, my dogs, my van, nature. You can find all of that fun stuff on my personal Instagram and my Twitter, which is at Phoebe IH. And then all of my DJ work and bass music specific work is Vixen Sounds. That's my stage name, Vixen Like a Fox. So if you want to check me out on Instagram or Facebook, then yeah, it's Vixen Sound. Instagram is Vixen.Sound. They sound amazing accounts, and especially my ears picked up at the dogs. So oh, dogs, <laughs> don't, that, that's a whole other world. <laughs> They're their own account. <laughs> So before I let you go, Phoebe, can you give me a wee quote that you like to live by? No guts, no glory. Oh, wow. Okay, that fits yeah. your story quite well. Yeah, it fits it so well. I am the biggest advocate in the world for grabbing life by the horns. You have to chase it. You can't sit there and expect things to come to you. And if you chase it, you will see results and you have to get used to the failure that comes with it. It takes guts, but with the guts comes the glory. I love that. And with that, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was so, so good to talk to you. It was a pleasure. See you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week, guys. And of course, thank you for being with us while we took a week off last week. We were doing all the Miss Scotland interviews, which if they're not all up by now, they should be up by the end of the weekend. The girls are doing amazing, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And of course, a huge thank you to Phoebe, my guest today. We had so much fun chatting. I loved hearing about her story, and I'm sure you guys did too. Make sure you're still following us and supporting us on social that is the best way that we can get more reach for this podcast and as always we appreciate it so much i will see you guys next week mm -hmm.